It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Breakfast for 2023, which is fast starting to disappear on us. Of course, we are available every morning on iHeartRadio, Spotify and Apple, and wherever you get your podcast from. It is a Friday morning. The week went lightning quick. It is August the 25th today. And coming up this morning, now we are once again talking about property with our podcast series, Property Investing for Sydney Siders, and uncovering Sydney's housing supply forecast. And crucially this morning, we are going to be drilling down on the expected number of new homes being built over the next five years, and the locations and the time frames, all pretty important glimpses into the future when it comes to strategic planning for Sydney's emerging five-year forecast. And it is a Friday and Arjun Paliwell is back again with us. Of course, he's the head of research at Investikit Buyers Agency. And good morning, Arjun. Based on just how fast this year has gone, it's not going to take long for another five years to go by hence our talking points today. Absolutely. The year is flying and it's that time of year where the weather is going to be better and uh, a lot of sun time as well, which means uh, a lot of nice properties should be coming up around this time of year too. Yes, because spring is just around the corner and how important do you think spring for Sydney is going to be this year? It's going to be very important because there seems to be a fresh amount of demand back into the market and that undersupply that was there for houses for sale is going to be tested and we expect more stock to come up. But at the same time, uh, we expect some good solid demand to be there based on what's happening in the recent market trends. Yeah, because I mean, just so many of these uh, real estate companies, the agents, they're they're just screaming out for spring to arrive just to, to get that extra boost. Absolutely. I think more supply is coming. However, it doesn't look like it's going to be that detrimental level of supply where the market swamped and prices come back again. However, I think there's enough demand right now to be taking up most of the supply coming on based on what's being seen in auction clearance rates as well. And if you are in Sydney this morning, we have quite a bit to cover. As I mentioned, we are looking at this five-year plan, and that is on the way next. Every morning from 6am, we bring you the latest real estate news with diverse perspectives from leading industry experts. We deliver the most property podcasts across Australia every week. Well, property prices across the country show general growth exemplified by suburbs like Glenelg North and Noosa Heads with over 30% price increase in a single 12-month year. Research by Domain, however, identifies suburbs within 10 kilometres of major cities where prices haven't yet recovered from the downturn. So let's have a look at some of these locations. Sydney's inner west suburbs like Redfern, Annandale and Alexandria saw price declines by, they say, significant margins. Melbourne St Kilda faced a price decline of 15.8%, creating more affordability for potential buyers. 
Adelaide saw exceptions to overall price increases with Norwood and Parkside experiencing declines of 16.5% and 16% respectively. Let's go to Brisbane. Brisbane suburbs like East Brisbane and Stafford Heights saw price drops of 13.5% and 8.6%. And Perth's Ascot and East Perth faced substantial median price drops of 21.9 and 13.6%. So those are the numbers as reported from Domain yesterday. And birthday time, if you're celebrating for today, August the 25th, many happy returns. Claudia Schiffer is turning 52. Tim Burton, the filmmaker, is 60. 65. Alexander Skarsgård, the actor, is turning 47. And Elvis Costello, is she really going out with him? 69 today. Each week, we bring you in-depth real estate discussions, including inspiring stories from homeowners, knowledgeable real estate professionals and economists. Whether you're a buyer, seller, or just a real estate enthusiast, we are your ultimate property podcast. It's the main centre forecast. And around the country, let's have a look at the all-important weather word for today. And in Sydney, I can tell you, sunny skies, blue skies, in fact, 22 degrees. In Melbourne, also fine with 19. Brisbane, fine weather with 27. And in Perth, oh, look at that, it's a clean sweep, fine weather, 27 degrees. Remember to follow us on any of the podcast platforms so you never miss a real estate podcast. You can follow us on Apple, Spotify and Amazon. Ready to take your real estate knowledge to the next level? So are we. And it is a Friday morning and we are looking at the New South Wales government's planning team which is offering a crucial housing supply forecast into Sydney detailing the expected number, location and timing of new homes over the next five years. Now this information holds significant importance for both government and non-governmental strategic planning as well as addressing housing demand. And back with us on our Friday morning is Arjun Paliwell, the Head of Research at Investigate Buyers Agency. He is going to help guide you and me through the insights provided by the Sydney Housing Supply data this morning. And Arjun, building supply, it is a key piece to analyse. It's typically a response to population changes. Could you elaborate on the longer-term population projections for Sydney perhaps and also New South Wales for that matter as building supply closely corresponds to population changes. Absolutely it does and populations had a big amount of positive movements in terms of the post-COVID recovery that's been happening since the borders open. But the numbers are staggering in terms of the forecasts ahead. We're expecting sort of 2041 based on the New South government forecasts that population in Greater Sydney reaches sort of 6.1 million and regional New South Wales 3.7 million. 
which is touching just under 10 million people in terms of Greater New South Wales. And what that does mean is that there's going to be a lot of extra housing needed to fit all this population growth and migration is a big part of it all when it comes to Sydney. And what are the housing supply forecasts like in terms of construction for the upcoming five-year period? Yeah, so the construction picture is interesting. There's been some huge numbers thrown out in terms of you know, needing to see a 1.2 million pledge or 1 million pledge of houses to be built. Right now, the forecasts don't seem to be what's being pledged or said. In terms of the forecast ahead, uh, we're not going to be looking at a huge number of actual properties coming through in the pipeline. Uh, we're going to be looking at sort of either just meeting that demand or being a little bit under in terms of the next five years. Uh, but when it comes to that sort of level, uh, the expectation here is that we are needing over 40,000 sort of homes per year when it comes to the greater New South Wales. And we are going to be falling a little bit short on that based on the projections ahead. Yeah. And particularly at this time in terms of just how much of a strain it is for rentals and all of that, it just puts that extra pressure on. And what accounts do you think for the the notable decrease in projected dwelling completions over the next five years compared to the past five years? Yeah, I think the past five years did have a big oversupply during that sort of 17 and 18 period. And that was a lot of apartments coming into that equation from pre-COVID apartment boom that happened in 2014, 15 and 16 when it comes to the actual approvals in place. Uh, But really it was a combination of many things, naturally interest rates rising, the actual building approvals coming off. Uh, We saw obviously supply shocks, shortages in labor, shortages in the skills and building materials. And then when you look at confidence changes and sentiment and falling house prices in our major cities that are the recipient of a lot of this population like Sydney, uh, all of this kind of has resulted in the lower forecast range ahead in terms of the housing construction. And considering the required outcomes, are we currently aligned, do you think, with the trajectory needed and required for Sydney's housing situation? Yes, if we go back to that sort of record high construction period, there was sort of that 42,000 homes built in that 2018-19 and 17-18, which means that if we get to that record high construction period again, we should be okay. However, I don't think we're going to have that record high as in every single year amount of construction. We're going to see a little bit less. Now, in saying that, whilst there is a bit of a construction undersupply forecasted in the sort of shorter term, if uh, New South Wales and government that's saying they're going to pledge a lot of homes be built in Australia, far more than what's been done in the past, happens, it won't actually cure the whole sort of country for what's needed for housing. I think established stock plays a greater role but it will aid and be in line with some of the demand trends in Sydney specifically. So I guess there's not a huge undersupply in construction in Sydney if they meet what they're pledging and and it starts to come out in in the forecast ahead, Uh, but it's nothing special that's going to absolutely save Sydney in terms of construction. And what about that 1819, that uptick that you talk about? What's probably the, the biggest fundamental driver, do you think, why we're not going to see that level of uptick? 
Yeah, so the big story on that massive uptick that happened during that time was just perfect conditions all around. So for example, 2012 to 2017 had the large Sydney boom that took place. And during that boom, there was confidence in all angles. Investors made a huge proportion of stock in terms of the activity. Uh, in fact, finance trends reached up to 50% at some periods where investor take-up was a lot from that perspective. So that means there's a lot of investors who are actively feeding the rental market and in turn buying a lot of new property as well. And then on top of that, you had just a FOMO that was in place from people who felt like with Sydney rocketing away, they were missing out on a boom every year that they waited. And so building approvals, it was easy to sell property, it was easy to sell the concept of buying new property, and then everyone wanting to make sure they got in before, I guess, things got away from them. So that was one big aspect. But the, the main thing as well is that it felt like it was a little bit easier, it felt like it was a bit quicker, and it felt like the approvals translated to completions a lot more in that pre-COVID era, which hasn't been the case in the post-COVID era, but we're hoping for that to change uh, over the years ahead, which would unlock a lot of that sort of red tape, as well as the construction lack of confidence in place right now. You know, it's interesting talking about the FOMO because the FOMO, I don't think we realised at the time just how much of a driver the FOMO was for so many different sides to the property market. It was, it was huge. I think the main thing to consider there is that I do a lot of portfolio reviews in, in my current line of work now, and it's just shocking to see how many people bought apartments in Sydney between 2015 and 17 off the plan, new stuff, and it was huge. And it makes sense considering that was a peak period of the approvals and completions flowing in. Many of those people just have not seen any healthy capital growth, A, because there were apartments, and then B, because there was a period of oversupply. And so I think when it comes to that FOMO, that just truly shows that there were people who just wanted a cheaper part of Sydney and would do anything for it. And out came the wave of apartments to fulfill that need for them, which unfortunately wasn't a solid investment decision for many. Right. Yeah. All right. So quite a lot to think about there on our Friday morning. Arjun, have a fantastic weekend and we'll talk again soon. Thank you so much, my friend. Take care. Don't navigate the real estate market alone. Let us help guide you in the world of real estate every day. Make better informed decisions with the latest news and insights. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast. Thank you.